We're back. We are the Three Up Three Down podcast. Mo with season three is fastly approaching. March thirtieth is opening day. I'm Cam Smith, your host. I am joined today by the commissioner, raining the booze, Josh Rogers. Josh, how are you doing tonight? I'm doing great. Just trying to. We've been chatting about the schedule. Just trying to figure it out, man. It's uh, always a fun task to try to maneuver all the bye weeks requests and all that stuff so doing good we're in one of the busiest months of the season really because we're trying to nail everything down scheduling uh getting the new uniforms um getting all the team fees everything going on from the draft to the first week of the season it's about a month long and it's a busy busy month for us in the front office but things are looking good they're uh, flying by and I think everything is coming together nicely. Uh, I know we've been away for a while and that's on me. Uh, had a lot going on. been a little busy. have a one and a half year old running around here, but we're back. Uh, hopefully give you guys some more content coming up. Um, I know I'll do at least one more uh, before the season starts. We'll do like a prediction show and then um, probably just do maybe one a month. Uh, but at least we'll have something. Uh, but for today, we're going to talk about three topics, as always. First topic is going to be our free agents and trades that have happened over the offseason. And then we're going to go into the draft. We'll do a little recap, kind of who won, who lost the draft. And then we'll end up with our divisions. Is Our division draw just came out. And we'll dive into those divisions and some of the storylines in those divisions. Josh, what do you think? Yeah, I'm uh, a lot happened this off season. Um, a it was lot. Kind of a new, yeah, it was kind of a new new age for us. You know, this is kind of our first real off season. Uh, you know, with last year with the complete redraft, so it was really interesting to see what would happen and who, if any, of our free agents would get signed. We're gonna dive into that here in a minute, but um, yeah, this off season was very hectic. Like you were saying, a lot happened, and a lot's gonna still happen in the next. You know, three weeks, I think, until opening night. So, yeah, it is, it is crazy the, uh, the amount of things that were happening. Uh, a lot of shocking signings. Um, some we didn't see, some we did see. But I think, you know, some of the biggest things too were it was just, it was cool to see that it was truly our first real offseason. You know, we had the first year we had our, inaugural draft and then we had a redraft because we added two teams so this is the first actual offseason that we've had that's going to continue to be this way for hopefully a long time Uh, i don't don't see much changing yeah it's cool to see what the captains have done um you know a couple of us made some trades to to improve our teams a couple of made like trades to get other free agents so um yeah, it was really cool to see what's happened, and um, you know the the draft was actually obviously part of that. So, yeah, it was a it was a fun off season. Yeah, it really was. And let's start by diving into it. We're gonna start with our free agents and trades. All right, Josh, I'm gonna ask you the big question first. Which team had the biggest free agent or trades <laughs> signing? I think everybody knows who it is. But what do you think? I mean, obviously the mojo. I mean, they they got what three free agent signings. 
Um, and then a trade and sign um, to get Blake Spencer. So, I mean, Mojo, they signed Brett Spencer, Jackson Crosley away from the Mambas, Brett Spencer, obviously, away from the Pilots, and uh, a freshly unretired Chris Metter. Yeah. Uh, he took last, this season two off, um, and he's coming back as a part-time guy with the Mojo again. So, um I think Mojo won just because of the amount of guys that they got. Um, but, you know, with the um, Thunderbirds getting Josh Richardson is huge for them. Yeah. Um, that was the trade for Blake and for Josh. Um, yeah, both of those guys, free agents, uh, they yeah. did a, a trade and signed. So they traded and signed a one-year deal to each of them. Yeah. You know, that uh, – that makes the Thunderbirds scary. They they got four legit arms. Um, yeah, and I mean that the lineup top to bottom is going to be scary. So, I mean, I, I, Mojo wins. I think the the you know the free agency portion portion of that just because they signed so many guys. Yeah, and and let's let's finish. let's stick on the Mojo for a second. Let's talk about these guys because so they're coming back with. Obviously, Doug is in a captain's role now, um, but they have obviously Sam Skibby, MVP from season one. Uh, they have Greg Thornton, who was on the cusp of an all-star appearance last year. Uh, Quentin, who I, I I will say this, I saw him over the weekend. Uh, his his swing looks like it has improved a ton just in, in one year. So really excited to see how he progresses this year. Yeah. Um, so they have those three pieces already. And now, now they're adding a pair of brothers and Brett and Blake, along with Jackson and Chris. This is a team, basically, they're the SWBL MoWiff Mojo. And Not to it's going to be draft pick, which I'm sure we'll get to soon. Yeah, but... we, yeah we will. But <clears throat> this team has the chemistry already. It's just going to be who shows up what week, how many weeks. I think they'll – I would say – I'm going to say they're probably all going to qualify for playoffs. But yeah. how do you build that roster week in and week out? I see I, – I would probably guess they're going to be a really good team all season long. What happens when you get into the playoffs? What does that lineup look like? How many guys are in that lineup? That's a tough decision for Doug to make. But – He's in a really good position with a lot of really good talent on that team. Oh, I agree. Uh, yeah, but you said it. The, the SWBL Mo with Mojo. Um, one, two, three, four, five. And if you count their um, draft pick, that's six out of their eight rostered guys play in the SD, SWBL. Yeah. So it is. It is wild. Um, but it's but it's a good roster. Um, I'm excited for to see. Sure. I think this the, the chemistry is going to be really good for them. And like I said, adding adding Brett is huge. You got Ian Jackson. You got Sam already on the mound. Now you got Brett and Jackson yes. to follow up Sam in that in that pitching rotation. That's a dangerous lineup. Brett has been a number one. He was third in Cy Young our first year. You know, didn't make it out a lot last year, but now he doesn't have to. He's a second pitcher now, and they have Jackson. Yeah. That's that's a scary rotation along with their draft pick that we'll get he to might later. be their third or fourth pitcher. Yeah, it, it's unbelievable. Which is um, good for him, you know, good for the arm, and it's good for their whole 
um, pitching rotation, you know? Yeah. It's a long season. Uh, they got the depth, um, but just like this next team, like you said, the Thunderbirds, what a, a big move by them. You know, I can almost say it's almost a match of what the Mojo did just by adding one guy, because with that lineup, and like you said, four pitchers deep, deepest pitching rotation, top to bottom by like uh, quality. I mean, yeah. all four of those guys are phenomenal pitchers. They could be easily number one or number two on a lot of different rosters. Uh, but also adding Jay Rich as, as a bat too. Uh, he had a lot of really good at bats last year. A couple of, a couple of hits off me even. Uh, now you're adding him to Tony, Andrew, and uh, John. Like that lineup, really, really scary. Sure. Yeah, for sure. Um, let's jump to the to the archers. They made a a signing in free agency with Mister Irrelevant from last year. James Chaney James had a really good season with the Melonheads. Were you shocked to see him leave his uh, stepbrother's team? Their stepbrothers, correct? I believe so. Yes, Jason Worson home from the Melonheads. Um, yeah, you know, I I think Jason wanted to see if. James could get more playing time elsewhere, um, you know, with the the trade that got the Melonheads, uh, Sam Eichenlaub, um, kind of took over James's spot. And, you know, with Spencer also coming back. So, um, I mean, I wasn't surprised to see him leave, but the Archers was a definitely kind of surprised me. It kind of took me back. Um, I, I was kind of surprised to see Jordan sign him, but Jordan needed a couple players. You know, he was down to just him, Rory, and Brian at the time. And um, good for him for going out and getting James and, and to, you know, plugging him into their lineup. Yeah, he proved that he can he can be a, a bat in this league that, you know, that you can rely on it each week. You know, he's going to be there. He's going to bring a lot of fun to your team. And, you know, he's not going to be a liability out there, that's for sure. Uh, he made it a – that Melonheads lineup, you know, having that fifth spot, he was a tough out, you know, yeah, you have to pitch sure. and you had to pitch to him too, because their lineup was so good. Uh, and it's going to be the same with the archers. They got a couple of good hitters on the team. Obviously the reigning MVP and Jordan Rory was a tough out all year long last year. Uh, yeah. And, and Brian can hit the ball well too. So um, interested to see how that team unfolds. We'll talk about them a little bit later in the draft. Um, but the last real signing we had, obviously, was a sign and trade with with you guys. You traded some draft picks for Sam Eichenlob, but he does sign the one year deal to play alongside his best friend Jason Warsenholm. How does that make the Melonheads lineup from compared from last year to now this year? As last year they were, you know, in the championship series. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think adding Sam. Um, I mean, he's a little bit better hitter than James, but I think they're they were comparable in stats. I don't know the exact stats of those two guys, but um, obviously Sam's arm comes into play. Um, it can give Jason and or Spencer some time off of the the mound. Um, but it, I mean, especially it, it if definitely... Spencer moves to a part time role, like not right. I think he's gonna be a little more than just part time. But you know, if he's not there every week, they're in a really still in a really good position. If that that gives Jason a an extra arm um, to where if Spencer's not there, like you said, or Jason's maybe not feeling the greatest, his arm's not feeling great. They got Sam, so 
I definitely see them being a contender again. Um, you know, they could go on another magical run like they did last year with just adding Sam. Yeah, I think this makes them a, a very dangerous team. He was an all-star last year. Uh, they already have the chemistry, and that Mellon Hedge team was built on chemistry last year. I think it's only going to get better. And obviously, yeah, adding a big arm like that. Uh, and it's that was his first year here in Mowiff. So yeah. uh, I think Sam's only going to improve. And I think I think him being now like the third pitcher on the Mellon Hedge, it takes a little bit of pressure off. And yeah, he had to be the number one for us. Yeah. And, so especially with your injury, like that was, that was yeah. tough on him. Now he doesn't have to be. And I think he's going to be a better pitcher this year. I've seen his stuff. I know how good it is. He just has to trust it. And I think not having the pressure to go out there and do everything will help him tremendously. For sure. And then obviously, too, at, at the plate, you know, he was one of your guys' best hitters last year. Now he's coming into a lineup with Jason, with Ryan Brown, Spencer, this and Jimmy Stout. I mean, and, yeah. and Jimmy Stout was thrown at the end of last year and he was thrown really well. Um, that team, that team is just going to be scary good again. And we're going to hear a lot of trash talking from the melon heads. I it can might already be louder. see it coming. I, it I think it's going to be for sure. That, that's great. Everybody's looking forward to that. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Paul talks about it all the time. Already telling <laughs> yeah. the new guys about Paul, it. Paul's, Paul's probably <laughs> ecstatic. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, all right, Josh. Those. So we talked about it. Our winners, you know, you said the mojo. I think the Thunderbirds also a big time winner here in the off season. And then you got to give the melon heads credit to getting a big player like that. Yeah. Uh, any other winners that you saw in free agency would oh, like, would you put anyone else in that category? I don't think were there any other signs? I, I mean, mean, just other the than- archers, but I think yeah, that's, it it's change. kind of a neutral. I don't think it's a loss. I don't think it's necessarily a win right now because they need so much. Yeah, and I mean, you know, the Archers were a little shorthanded last year a couple times without Colin didn't show up a few times. So I think James is, is going to be reliable. He was there, I think, every week that the Melonheads played yeah. last year. So, um, no, I th- I mean, I think it's the mojo, but a Josh trade to the Thunderbirds just uh, – it makes their lineup really scary. Yeah, so. they're they're definitely a favorite going into next year uh, or this year, I guess. Um, any – now, who would you say was a loser? If you had to pick one loser from from the offseason, who would it be? It could be someone that didn't make a move or somebody that lost somebody. Not necessarily saying this is a bad thing, but it happens. Yeah, I mean, obviously, I think it'd either be me or the pilots. I mean, it was just we each had two guys, the captain and one other guy. So, I mean, yeah, I you got trade. a lot of draft picks out of it, though. I, I traded to get the two draft picks, but um, – I'm, I, then I'd have to go with the pilots just because Adam just had Mark. He signed him to a two-year extension, which was but, a gr- that's a great off-season move by uh, yeah, by Adam. I mean, keeping him around, I think Mark loves it. Mark's there even on weeks that they're not playing. So yeah, he, he's a great bat in that lineup too. Um, he's he's been in some un, unfortunate circumstances on the mound where he really was like pitching against everybody's number one. Obviously, yeah. Mark's not a number one pitcher, but I, I felt there were multiple times where if he was pitching that second game, they were going to get wins, but he had to pitch in that first game, and, and it cost him. But yeah. uh, hopefully, you know, we'll see. Obviously, with that number one pick, they're getting a good pitcher. Uh, now Mark doesn't have to be that number one guy. 
puts the pilots in a good direction. Uh, but I, I do agree with you. I, I had two losers in, in the off season. Uh, I had the pilots obviously. And then uh, I also had the Mambas because they lost Jackson Crosley and they didn't get anyone, you know, they re-signed uh, Parker and Alex and O'Rear and Ryan O'Rear, but you know, Ryan O'Rear might miss some time being relocated for, for a little bit of the season. I know he's trying to work around that with some bye weeks, but you know, losing really your number two pitcher. I know he wasn't there a ton last week, but our last year, and but we've seen him be a good hitter as well. So losing Jackson was was a big uh, a big loss for the Mambas. Uh, now it just puts more uh, pressure on Cole's shoulders as now does Cole have to pitch more or now we we've seen him in the draft. Uh, does that put more pressure on a rookie who's got to throw? And if Ryan O'Rear's not there now, Cole definitely has to throw. So that would be my, my two losers, but I don't think they're in bad positions going forward. Just unfortunate circumstances for, for those yeah. two teams, but yeah. it happens in sports. <clears throat> right. And I didn't even think about the Mambas, you know, losing um, Jackson, obviously. And then, you know, not knowing Ryan's availability will definitely put them uh, down if, you know, Ryan's not there. Obviously, they got somebody in the draft, which we'll talk about here shortly. But yeah, I I, I would agree with your uh, results there. Yeah. And Alex Egger is getting some getting some work on the mound in and we'll, we'll see if that can translate to, to end games. I know he is working a little bit with us uh, over the weekend and had some good stuff coming in. You got to, you know, find the location, but you know, in time practice and we'll see yeah. what happens, but really excited after this uh, off season. Um, I'm just as excited for when our season ends to see all this happen again. Uh, Cause we have a lot of guys on one year deals. Um, I feel like there's going to be a lot of shifting around next year and maybe we have even more to talk about on the free agent signings. All right, let's jump to the draft. Josh, there's a big draft for you uh, in the Empire. You guys had two picks in the first round and the first pick of the third round or in the second round. Uh, so definitely off to a good position there. But let's start with the number one pick. And the pilots, I'm not going to say Caleb's last name because I don't know how to say it. Uh, but Caleb. I believe it's Schweigert. There you go. I'm just going to call him Swagger. <laughs> uh, but what did you think about the pilots taking Caleb at number one overall? It was a no-brainer. I mean, everybody knew it was coming. Um, I mean, obviously, where I was sitting at number two, I was hoping Adam – didn't take him <laughs> but i mean i knew i knew it was gonna happen i think everybody knew it so yeah i mean caleb is the number one guy i mean he um he has some a little bit of experience with from our mo Whiff tournament that we threw last yeah. summer um and with you know just watching him in this spring training event that we had with his velocity with his accuracy um not to mention the knuckleball that made me go down to my knees because it <laughs> I was think disgusting watching it. Um, yeah. I mean, that makes the pilots scary. It really you does. Know, that, that gives them uh, probably their number one hitter in their lineup, you know, and that, I mean, just to add to Adam and to Mark um, alone, like that just makes their one, two, three 
um, that much scarier. But with Caleb on the mound, it just gives the pilots a chance. The pilots have struggled on the mound um, in their first two. Well, the first year they were dingers, but they've they've struggled to find their number one to be consistent and to be there every every week as well. So I think Caleb's their guy, and hopefully Adam can lock him up for many, many years to come. Yeah, and I don't see that being a problem, you know, this year with him missing. He seems excited, which I'll hit on that point, you know, towards the end of us talking about the draft because this rookie class I'm really excited for. But uh, a big pick by Adam. I think that it's perfect. Like you said, really helps their lineup. Um and Adams, Adams in a good position to to really build a team. You know, almost starting from the ground up, but he's got a really good base now, especially with three solid hitters right off the bat. So, uh, excited to see the pilots this year for sure. All right, actually, you know, let's stick let's stick on the pilots since or since we're talking about them. Let's let's talk about their other two draft picks. Uh, Sam Guildhouse, 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 yep, yeah, and Eric Dotson. Uh, yeah. I actually, I really like the Sam. I actually, I really like both picks, um, especially for Adam. You know, he's getting two young guys that, you know, may not have a ton of experience. Sam a little bit more uh, playing in some MLW tournaments. Um, he was a guy I'm excited to have in the league. I know he's really looking forward to it. Uh, I think he's going to be, you know, a guy willing to learn and he's going to yeah. be there consistently for Adam. So I'm really excited to see that. And then Eric, I think, is a guy that we saw spring training, a big, a good lefty bat, which now you're adding – that's three lefty bats in that lineup. That's that's insane. Not a lot of people have that. Uh, and Caleb can switch hit, I believe. And that's wild, too. That's wild, too. I didn't know that. You know what? I did see him messing around, so it makes sense. I look good yeah. at the spring training, so – so Adam really in this draft really kind of put a lot of pieces in place to really give himself uh, a good chance this year. Sam is a guy that, you know, he can put on the mound, you know, maybe as a number three behind Mark. And then, you know, we've, we've seen Adam on the mound. We've seen, we've seen the the lowest of lows and we've seen the highest of highs from Adam. So you never know what you're going to get, but now he's got a couple guys that, you know, can give him innings on the mound and, and they're just going to get better. Uh, Sam's yes. a young guy who's going to improve just for sure. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, a great, I would say a great um, draft for Adam, you know, having the one pick and then obviously not having to pick till a little bit later, but still a really good draft for the pilots. Yeah. All right. Let's talk about everybody's favorite team, the empire. I didn't know where you're going. I didn't know if you're going to call out your team or who. No, let's let's talk. You had the number two pick. How excited were you with with, uh, with Colin? I knew I knew you wanted Caleb, but I I think you got to be equally excited about I, about Colin. You you couldn't go wrong either way. Um, I am I am so pleased to have Colin on my team. Um, you know, we talked at the spring training a little bit because I knew I'd either get him or Caleb. So, um. Talked to him a little bit there, and then I talked to him on the phone during the draft because I had call um, to ask him a question about that, my That was going to be my pick. next question is, is what did you say to him, and what did he say about, about his dad? Well, I first of all, I'll say congrats. Welcome to the Empire. <laughs> Happy to have you. Are you cool with having dad on the team? Because if not, I'm not going to draft him. Yeah. Like, I, I wanted dad, and dad's yeah. name's Tom, Tom Wilkerson. Um, I wanted to have Tom on the, on the Empire, but if Colin wanted to face off against his dad or he didn't want to play with dad, 
I was going to honor my, my first overall pick. Absolutely. And, um, you know, not draft dad. I didn't know where I would go from there. I'm glad Colin said, yeah, let's get him. I want dad. <laughs> so, um, and those two are so excited. I mean, Tom is, I mean, Tom's a huge part of the league already with helping us with sponsors. Yeah, absolutely. I can't thank Tom enough. Um, None of us can. <laughs> but, you know, he's, he's excited. He wants to get some practices in he's talking about bats. Um, but Back to Colin. Like I said, I, I couldn't be more excited to have him. He's eager. He's excited. Um, and he's just going to, just like with Sam, just like with Caleb, he's just going to get better with experience. Um, and he's already, he just wants to learn. So I'm, I'm really excited to have him. Who? Never. Okay. Uh, I, I almost forgot who your second pick was. Um, and let's talk about it. Cause that was, that was a very, t- that was probably I would say one of the toughest decisions of the draft. Uh, it, it was, was. that uh, what is that fifth? Was that the fifth, that overall, fifth pick? overall? But we pick. knew we knew four was was Gus. Four was gonna be Gus. We knew one, two, and four. Yeah, and uh, it, it came down to to Cole with the Mambos at, at number three, and then that made my decision hard too. So yeah, and let, let's um, let's talk about that because that was such a it was a a really tough pick. Um, were you always leaning towards Tommy? Or was there someone else or or multiple guys? And, and how excited are you to have Tommy? So there were a few guys that were on the list. Um, Tommy was on, towards the top of it. There was the unknown friend of Colin yeah. and Caleb. His name's Tony Saggio. Um, I was very close to taking him, but um, I really liked watching Tommy at the draft. And he's the youngest player from this year's draft. He's 18 years old. Um, He showed velocity. He showed a good swing. And he's just like with Sam Gildahouse, they're they're buddies. And they both played in a handful of MLW tournaments. So I just, I know he's eager to play. And I know he's going to want to be there every night and want to do his best. So um, I I just think the, um, I don't know what the word I'm looking for here is, but just the fact that he's so young that I know he's eager to learn and he will grow. And um, I wanted to keep that away from you, if I'm being honest. Hey, and that is totally fine. I am very happy with my draft pick. I don't know you that. are. And we'll I get know to you it. are. Um, but like, I, I do agree with you. Um, I love I love Tommy. Off That's the, the word I was looking for. What's that? Potential is the word I was oh. looking for. And I, I just couldn't I, come to my I think that uh, Tommy has a ton of potential. Um, hmm. I see him in the next, you know, three or four years. He's going to be one of the top players in the league. I think he's going to be a very good player this year, but I think in the next three to four years, he's going to be an excellent, excellent top tier player. Uh, Cause he's only going to get better. I know he has the, you know, the passion for it um, and the willingness to learn and the potential there is, is through the roof. Um, I'm excited to see to see what he can do. Uh, I would, be, I, I, I going into the draft, I really thought I was going to get him, only because I thought you were going to go someone who, as I thought you were going to go more pitcher with uh, with Justin, because I kind of had him ranked slight right now. I had Justin ranked a little bit above uh, Tommy as a pitcher. But like yeah. you said, the potential is there. So I thought you would go. I thought you just saw a guy. Hey, he throws hard. I'm going to take him. Uh, I ran into but, that last year. And it, exactly. It 
So exactly. And I would tell I you, this wouldn't have been, yeah. <laughs> but, no, I agree. Yeah, but I don't think you could have gone wrong in either one, any of those picks, honestly. Uh, but I think Tommy's going to be a great fit. Um, obviously, your team rounds out very well with Tom. Uh, I think I think the biggest thing with Tom is that brings you guys a good um, a good bat that you guys may not have had in the past. Mike yeah. Flores is getting a lot better. We saw him really take off in the second half of last year, um, and now you're adding all these young guys that this Empire team is going to be to be pretty good. I feel especially if you can come back, um, not even necessarily this year because there's no pressure on you to do so. Uh, right. But in the future and, you know, just your experience and your, and your coaching, cause that's who you are, uh, will help these guys a lot. Uh, I know Jake, um, on my team, Jake Welnick, I was like, are the empire going to win zero games this year? Cause that's what we all hope. And I'm like, no, they're not going to, they're not going to win zero wow. games. <laughs> well, he's, you know, he's friends with Mike. They all work together. So there's all the trash talk. I don't know where the first wiffle ball against Jake's going to go. <laughs> hey, I'll take it. That's funny. Uh, <laughs> But it, no, it's just going to be good. Um, I, I really am going to enjoy to watching you guys and, and watching all your guys. I mean, you have two guys that are under 22. 20, under 22. That is phenomenal. And they're both great players. And then obviously yourself, Mike and Tom. going to be Got to lock them up. Got to lock them up. Yep, absolutely. Um, let's let's jump to to Cole and the Mambas pick real quick. They had the third pick. They picked James Dutton, and this is a – he's newer to wiffle ball, hasn't really played, but he built a strike zone and started practicing in his backyard. Yeah. I'll tell you, I'm very excited to see James and how he plays. He came out with us in practice with us over the weekend, and there's a couple times, like, I blinked, and I was like, ah, that was a really, really good pitch, and I did not even really see it, and it was a strike. So, uh, Cole's got to be very excited. Uh, he made a really good pick. He is effortlessly, effortlessly throwing hard and throwing strikes. And I think that's what Cole saw. He said, this guy's throwing strikes. That's what I need. Put him behind a rear and I can even work in. And now we build. And yeah. you know, they got the lineup to do it with him and a rear. And I'm excited to see what this guy can do. I think he's going to fit in well with this team. Yeah. I mean, Obviously, I was hoping he fell to me at five, but I fe- I just had that feeling that, you know, that's what the direction Cole is going to go. Um, and his swing is good, too, man. Watching him swing at um, string training, he had a good swing. Le- He's not a lefty, is he? No. 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 Um, but I was impressed with James, like you said, effortlessly throwing um, and, and throwing hard effortlessly. So yeah. just, just imagine what he can do if he does – you know, ramp it up to 85%, 90%, 95%. I don't know. And he's going to uh, learn too. He's gonna, he's already learning. Yeah. So, so it, it'll be exciting to see, like you said, what Cole will do, where he'll place him. You know, if, if Ryan's not there, is James the number one or is Cole the number one? So yeah. um, James is a great pick, and uh, I think he'll do very well for the Mambos. Absolutely. Um, obviously, no surprise to the number four pick. Gus Gibby to the Mojo already that stacked SWBL Mowiff team uh, fits in. I've seen two sets of brothers on that team, you know, with uh, the Spencers and now the Skibbies. Gus Gibby, one of the best players in Missouri. He has been yeah. for a long time. And, you know, obviously he lives in Kansas City. 
but you know, he's going to be here a couple weeks. I think he's going to be here at least three weeks. He'll qualify for playoffs. Who knows how many playoff series he'll be at, but gives the mojo a really good chance to win a lot of games. Yeah. There's not much else you can say about Gus. He's, he's that good of a player. We saw it in spring training, just him messing around. And I mean, he's, he's filthy. Yeah. And he's one of the best hitters around. (laughs) And he doesn't have a lot of experience with a cut or scuff ball, you know, his league. But he loves it. Oh yeah, he's been totally. doing he's been doing it for uh, two three years now, and practicing. And he and he, I've been texting with them, and he's just like, I have so much fun with the cut ball. It's so much different. Like you can do so much. He's like, I love this. He's like, I wish we would have learned this five years ago or ten years ago when we were younger. Now we're all old and getting hurt. <laughs> Arms are falling apart. Yeah, but uh, but a great pick that it. I everybody wished they could have taken a chance on on Gus. Uh, the mojo just happened to be in the right spot with the with the, the right, right amount of roster to, to plug him in. I know I would have done it if I was before uh, before the mojo. So hats off to Doug. He's really built a strong competitive team for for season three. Yeah, for sure. Uh, and then we have my draft. I drafted a couple of buddies and uh, Justin Hall and Jake Wilson. Uh, Got to work with them a little bit over the weekend as well, both of them guys. And I am I'm ecstatic. If if my shoulder holds up this year, boys, ugh, see this trophy. It's coming back again. I can already tell because wow. Uh I am very impressed, even more impressed than I was when I got the chance to draft him. You guys saw how excited I was when he fell all the way to me at six. And we got out there on the field this weekend. Obviously, we knew he could throw hard, but he had two solid pitches already. I taught him a screwball, and within 10 pitches, I mean, it was just nasty. And even Cole was just like, oh, shoot. Like, we're all in trouble. Me and Nick are back there laughing and smiling. We're really excited. And, um, yeah, obviously, as as a two-time champs and me taking on a heavy pitching load both seasons – this could be really nice for me to take a little bit of a, of a load off and not have to pitch as much. I hope, I hope obviously he's a rookie, but you never know. I'm just, I'm excited to get to work with another pitcher. <laughs> not taking a load off. Come on. Your uh, uh, I, I don't want to pitch as much as I did. I mean, I do, but I don't. I hear you. It, it, hear it you. all depends. I'll get out there on the field. And I'm like, I want to throw. Let's go. Um, so I'm saying but, you're gonna just say it's my turn. Let's get out of the way. But I do have now a hard decision: is is how and when do I want to have all these matchups with? When do I pitch Nick? When do I pitch Justin? When do I pitch myself? Yeah. Uh, but it's a great problem to have. And, and and speaking of that, I know we're in the draft, but I think you know the home and away starting pitchers is gonna come into play a lot more this year. I was with, I was uh, big on that last year. I was one of the only ones. I think with teams having you know two or three good pitchers, you might see the ace go in game two instead of game one, just to see if they can steal that win from the other team's number two. Yeah, anyway, just kind of thought that crossed my mind. Yeah, uh, and then we had the archers after me, uh, obviously picking the unknown with Tony, uh, but he's great friends. With Ethan. Yeah, so I mean a little bit. I mean, I, I've seen video of Ethan. I think he's going to be a, a good player. It just 
how much is he going to be able to play? I know he, right. he lives in Florida right now, coming back, uh, but he's going to miss a little, you know, maybe the first half of the season, depending on how the schedule works out. You don't really know. Uh, but it's it's a hit or miss draft for the Archers. I had them as my – as a, I put, you know, I have a list of winners, losers, and then I have the Archers, and it's just a question mark. Like, I you don't know. You and don't that's know. The biggest it could risk. be a big hit or just a giant miss. You yeah, just don't from know. Both of these guys, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, obviously, Tony has uh, baseball experience, and he's you know great friends with the number one and number two pick, um, and hopefully that translates. Um, and then obviously, you know, when is Ethan going to be here? And and you have a question mark with Rory, uh, but they have the MVP and one of the best players in the league, Jordan Smith. So yeah, I don't see him being too bad. <laughs> um, and then we ended off the draft, the first round pick. So, and obviously all of our draft picks with the Thunderbirds taking uh, Justin Hitchcock. Yeah. And yep. Let's all uh, have fun pitching to that lineup. Cause raise your hand if you want to face that lineup. Cause I don't, no. and I'm no, way does. no, I, me, Jordan, none of us want to, that is a, a deep, deep lineup, five really, really solid hitters. And Dalton, Dalton gets on base. If you look at the stats last year, Dalton's on base, and now you have to get somebody out. And good luck. It's going to be tough. And, yeah, yeah like I said, I mean, four pitchers. Dustin was probably the best overall hitter that wasn't a pitcher. Um, yes. He did try to throw a little bit, but he was – if you weren't looking for a pitcher, which – Andrew wasn't. I mean, if if one fell to him, he would have taken him. Yeah. But Dustin was the best overall only hitter only type yeah. of player. So and we saw him hit in Mowiff last year. He subbed in in a couple games, and then we saw him in the tournament. And dude can hit the ball. Can swing it. Uh, when I was when we were going into the draft, that's who I thought I was taking. I had my, I said, hey, this is who I'm looking at. This is who I want to take. Obviously we were blown away by the talent and some of the pitchers there. Uh, right. So I was like, unfortunately I can't pass on another pitcher, but I know I'm not going to be able to get him because he ain't going far uh, and lands in a great, great spot with Andrew and the Thunderbirds. This team is scary. Good. Yep. Good luck. Yep. Uh, Josh, any, who do you have as, as winners of this draft? Me. I ha- I have six. I think six winners. I have, I, I think every, I, mean, I think the Empire, the Mambas, the Pilots, Bombers, Mojo, Thunderbird, all winners in this draft because all their teams got significantly better. The question mark goes to the Archers. And obviously, one loser of this draft, they walk away with the jar of peanut butter which, in this, in this they, stacked rookie draft. It's the Mountainheads. Losers, get out of town. They, they didn't even need like uh, Adam even didn't even need to trade that pick because no. nobody picked from that Melonheads pick to where his pick was, and Jason wasn't going to take anybody. But yeah, Melonheads get out of town. Um, and I agree. I mean, there there weren't any like giant losers from you know picking people up, but I think obviously it, with me and Adam getting three guys each, which we both obviously oh, yeah. really needed. We we only had two guys. Um, 
I see us as the two winners. At yeah, the if top. I if I had to pick one winner, I think I think I would I would go with with you in the Empire. But but it's hard to say any of those teams besides the Mountain Heads didn't win this draft. Obviously, we don't know with the Archers yet, so that's a question mark. But yeah, every team really. It was hard to miss in this draft. Yeah. It everybody was hard got to what miss. They, everybody got what they needed. Um, and yeah, well, like you said, we'll see what archers come up with um, with two guys that we've never seen play out here. But uh, yeah, it'll be very interesting to see how this rookie class matches up against season two's rookie class. Yeah, and let, let's let's talk about that real quick. I think it, it's going to be very hard to compete with the rookie class last year. That's what we thought. Oh, yeah. Last year, but, like, this is going to be amazing. And it, was, match and, it, yeah. and it was. It was a hard, a very hard decision to pick rookie of the year last year, even a top three, because it was so deep. It was so big. Yeah. But. It was a lot of experience. Yes. This rookie draft, a lot younger. Uh-huh. Not as, maybe not as deep but just overall, I think the ceiling is a lot, lot higher. It is. Yeah. I'm, I'm very excited. A lot and, more potential from this younger crew. Yeah. And I think one of the, the best things about this draft, I mean, same as last year, obviously, uh, you know, you had like guys like Tony and Rory and Sam who are all very committed guys. Obviously, uh, Sam Eichenlaub and Roy Rank are now part of our front office. But yeah. this rookie class, is from everyone I've talked to super excited to be in the league. They're all in. We got guys asking, Hey, what bats can I buy? We already got guys buying um, merch uh, for teams, like new guys buying team merch already. Uh, they're just guys like, Hey, when can we practice? Like you, you said your guys, my guys have already been out here practicing. It's un- unbelievable how excited that these guys are. And I think it's just they're going to get so much better. And we already can tell how good these guys are. Yeah, I'm definitely excited to see these guys get out there March 30th. I'm I'm hoping that we get a lot of rookie-rookie matchups on the mound this year because that's what I want to see. I want to see these guys battle it out against each other. Yeah, I mean, I and, can see it happening. Oh, yeah, I, I would love it. I want to see you and the pilots, and I want to see – buddies throwing against each other like that's what i want don't yeah. don't try to dodge and sneak a win go after each <laughs> other i want to see it <laughs> we'll see what happens when those times come exactly obviously we got to play strategy too but uh, it's going to be a fun season this draft was amazing obviously if you haven't seen our video go check it out uh a little disclaimer uh we messed up the two of us and we had a lot of uh a lot of extra video that we had to throw out because we we messed up and didn't plug something in. It happens. Uh, but the overall product of that uh, video turned out to be really good. Sam did a great job. Uh, sucks we couldn't use some of their original stuff, but uh, yeah. overall it was a, a great video. And it's not very long, so sit down and watch it. Check out these uh, new rookies that are coming to the league you can see their face before we get out there on the are on the field and uh, get to know them so anything else on the draft nope i'm ready to move on man what's next divisions we had our division draw so 
this is really fun. I, we haven't uh, had this happen in the first two years. So our two division sponsors, UCCSTL, who we got that sponsorship from um, a family friend of mine and Cole's. Um, I mean, I've known him my whole life and uh, I've not been in his division. I finally get to play in that division. How cool is that? That's pretty cool. Uh, also, Cole is in that division too. So let's talk about the UCC STL division first. We have the Thunderbirds at the top, the Bombers, the Mambas, and the Empire. A pretty stacked division here, if if I had to say so myself. Uh, yeah. Initial thoughts when when we read that off, Josh. Yikes. Is, <laughs> if I'm being honest, like, and obviously Empire is in tier four with one of the, you know, bottom two records of last year's regular season. Um, I was having my fingers crossed to not be in this division. But then again, I mean, I don't think you could. Th- there's no easy way outs this year. There's just no easy team. So, um, I mean, this is going to be a fun summer. Yeah. And you know, having to go up against the Thunderbirds three times, you know, a doubleheader and then one solo game. I mean, that sucks. Yeah, I mean, having to face you, fun. having to face you probably two times, depending on what you do, sucks. Yep. Um, and then to see what the mama, I mean, it's just mama's lineup. It's just gonna be very competitive. And I mean, I you know, I can see Thunderbirds and Bombers at the top, but then you just never know what these rookies are going to do to help, yeah. you know, my team out three I got, and then what James will help the mamas do it. It'd just be very interesting to see how this all plays out with the UCC STL division. Yeah. I, I think it's going to be close. It's going to come down to the end. Obviously we'll get into more of that in a couple of weeks, but uh, let's talk about some storylines in this, in this division, because I think this is exciting uh, for, for a lot of people that don't know, probably don't know, before we started Mo Whiff, me and you, we played in a different league. We're not going to name their name because they're not worth it. Nope. Uh, but we played for a long time. We played together. And we, and we even played even before that. We all played together. Um, but me, you, Cole on the Mambas, and Andrew on the Thunderbirds, and, and Jake, who is on my team, we all played on the same team team for years together we were the knee bucklers um yeah, i don't, I don't we, see that jersey up there behind you Where uh, is that jersey? i don't have that one. Oh, uh, no. that one is uh Gone. it was traded for one of these uh, actually this one right here <laughs> it's, it's a cool uh storyline like you said that you know all five of us if you count jake in there but the four of us captains all in the same division from the same original knee buckler team is kind of a Cool storyline there. Yeah, we saw the the Melonheads win the like the team of the year Twitter Twitter poll. The knee bucklers were the first ever team to win that poll. So Melonheads, you got nothing on us. And uh, but it, it, it it's exciting. You know, we've all known each other for a really, really long time and obviously played together for quite a few years. Uh, and now we get to battle each other in the same division. Like this is the knee buckler division, and I'm very excited to to see how it plays out yeah and you know after we talk about feather shark i got a question for you so all right we'll i see. like that yeah. uh but yeah obviously 
you know, the storylines in this, you know, me versus Andrew is, is going to be a, a huge one, you know, best friends. Andrew was on the Bombers. Um, so that is a huge – and Dalton. Dalton was on the Bombers too. So a huge uh, – uh, it would be a huge series between the two of us. Obviously, me and Cole are brothers. Uh, so that's going to be an interesting matchup. Uh, me and you, you were my coach. We coached together. We played together. That's a big, uh, a big series. Uh, and then same with you and Cole, obviously you coached him and coached together, uh, and played together. Uh, so that's a big one. And then one of the ones I'm most excited for is you versus Andrew. Uh, we, we've seen, we've seen the trash talks between you guys the past two years. Uh, it's been really fun to watch. And, uh, I think that's just going to be even more exciting this year. Now that we're in the same division. Yeah, I, I'm still curious as to why, uh, you know, Andrew doesn't have a Thunderbirds hat. You know, he still wears that ugly eye on his head. I just don't <laughs> understand it. Uh, he is getting one. Oh, well, thank God. Got to love Andrew in the Iowa. Iowa Hawkeyes. Uh, it's a gotta Hawkeye. love it. All right, Josh, anything else on our on our division before we move on? Nope, not yet. I'm going to save back. the question. All right, love it. Let's talk about the Feather Shark Division. And for the first time, we have a Feather Shark employee in the Feather Shark Division, Adam North, the guy who gets us this sponsorship because he works there and knows these guys really well. It's really cool to see him finally in that Feather Shark Division. Uh, joining him in the pilots are the Mojo, Melonheads, and the Archers. Initial thoughts on that division, how it played out. Um. You know, I, you know, we were talking at the division draw. We were just happy to not be in the same division as Jordan. Yep. Not to see him two times. Um, Don't have to see him no, in the playoffs necessarily. Until the end. Yeah, whoever gets to the end. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, it's just a very interesting division. Um, seeing, seeing if the Melonheads can continue what they brought in last year. Um, you know, what, you know, with the quote-unquote mojo that they had um yeah. with the you know all the the gif talk and um the hawaiian shirts in the playoffs so that they, they were able to you know create something pretty special so it's, it'll be interesting to see if they can continue that on to see what the mojo can do with all their part-time guys will be very interesting and how doug um, manipulates that lineup in his roster and i mean obviously i think jordan being the the reigning mvp will will help the archer stay at the top but he's got some question marks so that yeah, and that's i had archer's depth question mark because and, and we'll talk about it in our next episode when we when we do our predictions but can that archer's team win the division solely relying on jordan it could be tough i agree but oh there goes my dog going crazy yeah, um right. yeah so yeah, that's a big question mark with the two guys he drafted. Um, and then also with Rory's arm um, yeah. up in the air. So it'll be interesting to see how the Archers um, play out this year. Yep. A couple of good storylines there. You said not as, as much and as exciting as the UCC SCL division, just because of our all of our connections over on that side. But I think the biggest storyline for me in this division is the Melonheads versus everyone. That's that's what I had. It's how much tr 
trash talking can they do and how much fun can they have? What I really want to see is I want to see the flight crew come back and be in the stands and I want to hear them chirping and I want to see them versus the melon heads. Like, I think that could be exciting. I really want to see them against everybody. Uh, they were always exciting to have at the field, uh, just supporting their team. And it's fun to have people in the stands rooting for us. So uh, yeah. hopefully we get them back for sure. That's what, I think with that number one pick, maybe the pilots will be reinvigorated, get that flight crew out there. And, I think they're going to be excited. Yeah. I think they, they should be with what Caleb can bring to the pilots. So, yeah, I mean, like you said, there's not a lot of connections as there are in the UCCSTL division. I know Jason was having his fingers crossed to, to be in the same division as me, um, yeah. just to keep that rivalry going. But that's my biggest disappointment of of the division draw is you guys not being in the same division. Can't say I'm not, <laughs> but yeah, it, it'll be each division will be fun to watch play out this summer. It will for sure. Okay, All so right. here's my question Hit me with for you. Question. Let's get it. The four UCCSTL teams, Thunderbirds, Bombers, Mambas, Empire. Can you see all four of us? I know this might come into your prediction podcast, or, and maybe yeah. you can hold off on answering this question. Could you see all four of us making the playoffs? That's tough. That's tough. I think, obviously, I think it's a possibility. Um, I'm not going to say no, but my initial thought will be no. And I'll get more into it on why next episode. And for those of you that don't know, last year's playoffs were the top three teams in each division moved on. The bottom team in each division did not make playoffs. Correct. We've revamped that a little bit to avoid what happened last year to the Mambas. Mamas had a better record than both my team, the Empire, and and the Pilots. Oh, just it, yeah, my team yeah. and the Pilots. So technically, the Mambas were a better team. I mean, they were a better team than in a in a tougher division too. Yes. So technically, Mambas should have made it, but with the rules the way they were, they unfortunately missed out. So. Yeah. This We've year, added just a wild a wild card now. Yeah, this year the top two teams in each division move on, and then it's the next two team, the next two best records after that will move on to the playoffs. So that was why I asked that question, just to see where your head was. But yeah, I'll be interested to see. Yeah, you go I, I think it, it's going to be a, it's a, definitely a good question. One I will get into for sure, because um, obviously one of the, we will talk about who will and will not make the playoffs. Um, but it's it's going to be hard. I you know, I, it's going to be hard for to say anyone is not going to make the playoffs just because our teams are improving so much. But yeah. uh, I have a couple of reasons why. So you have to stick around uh, for a couple of weeks and and find out on our next pod. Um, I'm excited for. It. I love doing the predictions podcast and seeing how wrong we can be. Uh, we had a couple of things right last year, but uh, we're always. We're always a little bit off. You never know what happens once you get out there, get out there on the field and start playing. So, but one one prediction I did get right last year is the Bombers won again. So, and uh, end recording. Where's two that for two. Where's that button? <laughs> uh, uh, obviously, um, that is our three topics for tonight. Uh, Josh, thanks for sitting down with me 
one-on-one with the commissioner tonight. It was nice. Uh, get a good season off season preview and a good look into season three. Obviously we'll get a lot more into it, you know, the week before the season. That's when our next episode is going to come out. It's going to be that final week leading up to the season. So that March 30th week, um, it's going to be fun. It's going to be fast approaching. Uh, make sure you guys are tuning in to uh, all of our videos and our social media leading up to the season. You'll see all of our matchups coming up. Uh, so, Josh, thanks for for sitting down with me tonight. Anything you want to say about season three before we go? Thanks for having me, Cam. It was fun. Always, Always fun talking whiffs. Um, no, man, I'm just I'm excited to see what all the work in the offseason will come to. Um, you know, the off season's a, off season's always a hard time for me. It's always a lot of work for me and for you. Um, yeah. just to, you know, get the rookies signed up, get, um, the spring training organized, get the draft figured out, which that we kind of scrambled on, you know, we weren't really planning on doing something big. So, um, getting all the sponsors, like it's just been off season's always a long off season and a lot of work. So I'm just excited to see it all come onto the field. Catch 22 miracle feeling coming March 30th. So I think people are going to be excited. Yeah. I'm ready for season three. I'm ready for myself, obviously to get back out there after having a surgery or two. Um, (laughs) I'm I'm ready to get back out there and at least swing a bat, you know, whether it's pretty or not. We're excited to to get, to to get, to to get you out there and laugh at you a little bit more. Thanks. Yeah. I'll hear the booze that I'm bringing on. (laughs) Hey, first ever Mo Whiff home run off your bat. So you always right. got that. That's right. Uh, all right, Josh. Thanks again, everybody. Tune in a couple of weeks. Uh, make sure you like and subscribe and go watch all of our stuff. Follow our social media. And if you haven't, check out that team and league store. Check out on our website. Go buy some Mo Whiff. Uh, Mowiff.com. Yep. Check it out. Got our own uh, our official website now mowiff.com check it out um but until the week of march 30th we will see you guys next time yeah